from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. We've seen staffing shortages because of Omicron, and we've seen staffing shortages because of the labor shortage overall. And this doesn't look like there's going to be any end to this for now, from industries, from airlines to schools to hospitals. This is going to continue, especially amid this kind of latest surge. Yeah, and we know that's happened right here in South Florida. Schools really have been impacted as uh, getting back to it. And uh, that includes everything from bus driver shortages, teacher shortages, people that are calling out. And so we have those disruptions going on. And yes, we continue to hear the case numbers and see new new records nationally around the world. Another huge day of numbers here in, in Florida. The numbers continue to be big in South Florida. And heaven forbid you try to get a hold of a, a test or something. I mean, that's uh, that's a challenge, right? But I tell you, the more I dig into this, the more optimistic I continue to become. What we're seeing with those that are contracting this strain compared to the prior ones. And one of the things to be mindful of, and I'm going to touch on this in great degree coming up later in the show, you still have Delta. It's the minority variant out there, but it's still very prevalent. And that very well could be driving to the extent that we have a lot of significant outcomes right now hospitalizations that are legit hospitalizations. Remember, Jackson, they recently came out and said, hey, um, just over half of all of our hospitalizations that are listed as, as COVID, they're actually here for something else, and they happen to contract COVID. I mean, that stuff matters, right? So I'm going to dive into that as part of my top three takeaways coming up an hour from now. Also, today's Q&A of the day, the impact of the Omicron variant compared to Delta in Florida. And I'm telling you, there is room for optimism here. First, speaking of optimism... Miami's magic man joining us, Miami Mayor Frances Suarez. You may follow him at Miami Mayor on Twitter. Mr. Mayor, Happy New Year. How are you? Hey, Brian. Happy New Year, you too. Yeah, so, I mean, you're, you're kicking off the new year in style. You were just inaugurated as the, uh, the president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been, a, like you said, it's been a great uh, start to 2022. We had a great, in many ways, uh, obviously, um, uh, COVID accepted. Uh, we had a great 2021, and it was a blessing to be named by Florida Politics as a local politician of the year in Florida. So that was also a very nice honor to start the year. Yeah, I saw that. I was, I was going to bring that one up as well. So tell me a little bit about uh, being the president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors. What does that mean? Well, you, uh, first of all, are setting policy for all the mayors of America, understanding that 85% of the population of America is in American cities, and 91% of the GDP starts in American cities. So, you know, we've developed what I call an America Forever uh, platform where, uh, you know, you realize that if we can get our American cities uh, heading in the right direction, we can get our country heading in the right direction for a generation. And our platform is very simple. It's the same sort of ingredients that have made Miami successful. The first is... Uh, you know, funding our police, increasing funding for police instead of defunding police, right? Uh, we just got our, our, our yearly numbers. We went down 25% in homicides and 14% in what they call contact shootings. So, I mean, that's a huge uh, uh, differential from what big cities in America are seeing. You know, secondly, we want to lean into technology. As you know, we've uh, grown in venture capital deals over 200% year over year, which creates thousands of high-paying jobs. Three, we want to keep taxes low. We believe that government should be as small 
as necessary uh, to accomplish its goals and no larger. And the more money should be in the pockets of our residents, which, by the way, ironically, has doubled the size of our budget. Uh, and then we believe that our city should be resilient, not only to climate change, but also to economic shocks that could come in the future. So we want to have the most dynamic economy to make sure uh, that it is uh, safe and protected against uh, economic and climatic shocks. You bring up so many important themes and themes that obviously have been working for the city, as you've illustrated. I wanted to pick up on one that is unique to to Miami. We've talked about Miami Coin, and we talked about your ideas going forward. You've already begun to put in motion the dividend uh, initiative for residents. Tell us how this whole thing is coming together, speaking of innovation, technology, and what you're doing differently in Miami. Well, like you said, we're leaning into innovation, and, and uh, CityCoin identified Miami as the first city that it wanted to create a Miami coin uh, for. And basically, in a nutshell, what happens when you mine a Miami coin as opposed to mining a Bitcoin, for example, in the case of Bitcoin, the entire mining revenue goes to the miner. In the case of Miami coin, 70% of the mining revenue goes to the miner, but the other 30% goes into a digital wallet for the cities. And we thought, well, maybe it'll, it'll generate $3 million or $5 million in a year, in a calendar year. It's actually generated $30 million in about four months. It's incredible. And so we just, it's incredible. So what we've decided to do is take up, uh, to stake that, in other words, to, to lend it out, essentially, which we get a 10% yield. Imagine that when you have your money in a bank account that's earning zero interest, right? So we're getting 10%. So that'll be about $3 million annually. And what we're doing is instead of giving people uh, Miami coin, we're going to give people Bitcoin with that $3 million uh, because Bitcoin is the stablest, uh, you know, most recognized, easily, easy, you know, most liquid, most valuable of all uh, the cryptocurrencies. And we want people to learn about cryptocurrencies as well. So we're going to put money in their pocket, A, and we're going to give them, uh, B, we're going to teach them about, you know, sort of technology and where it's going. And no strings here, right? No strings. No strings. The only string is you have to be a, a Miami resident. That's the only <laughs> string. And listen, it, it's kind of like this, the, the, the voting debate, right, which is uh, we want to make sure that you are actually a Miami resident, right? So we are uh, most likely will be people who are registered voters uh, that will be eligible because you have to identify the person as a Miami resident. Believe it or not, that's actually a little harder than it sounds because um, there is no such thing as like a city resident card or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so it, it, we probably will be um, um, allowing people who are registered voters in Miami to get a digital wallet with whatever um, companies, you know, exchanges we work with. And then once you've set up your digital wallet, uh, hopefully by the end of the first quarter, we'll be able to put uh, those bit, that Bitcoin into your digital wallet. That's awesome. I mean, I love incredible. hearing yeah. about this. I love talking about it. Uh, that said, obviously, we do have the virus stuff going on. Uh, we know that yep. you know testing uh, is is a huge problem right now, yep. and long lines yep. and everything else. Uh, first, about that, what's your guidance? Well, we just opened up a new testing site yesterday um, in the Miami Marine Stadium. It's a walk up site and a um, and and a, a, an appointment site. Uh, you can get the information on my social media and also on the city's social media. Um, it's open from 8 to 4 p.m. Um, and, and we're doing it, obviously, in an effort to reduce the, the, the lines. And, you know, people, there's a debate about whether people should get tested or not get tested. And I think testing is important for a variety of reasons. The first is a lot of people need to test to travel, right? Uh, so that's part of it. The second part is, you know, obviously people, you know, it, it, thankfully, Omicron, it seems to be less 
um, you know, sort of uh, less impactful than Delta. The, the, the thing is, you don't want to spread it. So you want to know if you're sick so that you don't get other people sick. And obviously, uh, you know, that's an issue. But there's a lot of people who are sick who are not able to test because of the lines. And so we want to make sure that everyone feels that they can test if they want to. Um, but we think that the incidence of, of an infection is significantly higher than what's being reported because a lot of people are either testing at home with rapid tests or not testing at all and just sort of waiting it out for a few days and then going back into society. Ms. Mayor, you also have the uh, the new development. You have the CDC that recently put out the guidance that no one, regardless of vaccination status, should be cruising. The industry had been proceeding as normal until well, you, you now have the Norwegian Pearl that is coming back to Port Miami and uh, aborting their, their plans. Concerns about the cruise industry at this point? You know, I'm, I'm a pro-cruise uh, guy. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that uh, the CDC has been all over the place. You know, and I, and I say this, uh, I, I'm not one of these kinds of people that wants to seed doubt in the minds of anyone, but I have to be honest. And, you know, the CDC, frankly, has fallen short throughout this entire pandemic. Uh, and I can cite specific examples in terms of lack of guidance, uh, you know, for elected officials during the height of the pandemic, um, you know, changing uh, their guidance constantly. And I think uh, a lot of people have lost confidence and faith uh, in the CDC's recommendations. So, you know, look, I think, uh, you know, the cruise industry is, is one that's been hit extremely hard uh, by this. And they're going to do everything they can to make sure that if people do cruise, they can do it safely. Um, and people are getting, listen, people are getting sick. <laughs> people are getting COVID. That is happening. And that's happening in our regular society. It's happening at very high levels. Uh, so that is not uh, out of whack with what's happening. You know, it's not like it's happening more in cruise ships than it is outside of cruise ships. Well, lead on, my friend. Always great talking with you, and congratulations Ditto, again. Super excited about what this year is going to bring for the city of Miami and, and you in particular. I'll be good. Thank you, my man. Take care. All right. It's Miami Mayor Francis Suarez. You may follow him at Miami Mayor. Be right back with Eric on the trending story here on the Brian Mudd Show. He's ready to go 610 WIOD.